Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Dana Coverstone on with me today. This is the guy that has been in ministry 29 years, 10 years pastoring at the Living Word Ministries in Burksville, Kentucky, which is an Assembly of God church. And he has had about nine dreams, maybe 10 now, that has shaken America. He's going to be sharing with us three of those dreams today. First one is talking about a tree, a tree. So, Dana Coverstone, welcome to the Prophecy Club. The mic is yours, my brother. Well, Stan, thanks again for having me on. I always enjoy spending time with you on the radio, and especially the time we spent together at the September Solemn Assembly there in Plano. Amen. I view that as a highlight of my year. 2020 has been an, an interesting year for sure. You, you know, uh, let, let me let me interrupt where you're going, because I, I want them to understand well, I guess maybe a reason I'm asking the question is for them to understand our relationship. You said the very first time I called you, what did you say about what I said when I called you? Oh, you were one of the kindest, nicest people to me at that moment because I had been the hate emails, the phone calls, the Facebook messages. It was you would have thought that I had had done some terrible, tragic national thing or started a disaster you were one of the first people that actually was nice to me, kind to me, and kind of not necessarily endorsed me, but encouraged me in what had happened. Because after a couple of days of what I was hearing and getting, I thought, okay, God, did I miss the boat? Did I really hear from you? Because everybody hates me right now. That's what it felt like. You said that it was an important thing, definitely from God, and that had great value to the nation and to the country and to the church. See, uh, Pastor Daniel, I just want to let you know, brother, from all of my heart, I'm speaking for everyone listening, everyone at the Prophecy Club, everyone that understands what the real voice of God sounds like, what he sounds like when he's talking through someone, how he sounds in dreams, they all know. (laughs) Absolutely, positively. This is God, and they appreciate this with much reverence. Anyway, back to you. So share about your three dreams here. In the uh, first dream, before I had the one about the woman, it was about a tree. And I saw a calendar, and it started at the month of January 2020. It flipped all the way to December, and each page of the month flew off into the wind. But in the corner, like you remember when you were a kid, you'd have a flip book, and you'd flip the pages real fast, and an animated picture would move or, or change or shift. It was one of those in the corner of the calendar, and it started out as a seed, then it grew as a tree, leaves grew, and then it died over that 12 months. So I was watching the the life cycle, the season of a tree, from birth to rotting to nothing. So it was like a little flip book where the picture is animated and moves when you flip the page. You know, and a tree represents the nation. It represents the church because we've been grafted in. The trees can represent people from Ezekiel chapter 17. And the trees of the fields to know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree, make high the low tree, dry up the green tree, make the green tree flourish. I'm the Lord. <laughs> and then I saw this field. It was filled with trees, but they were bare of leaves, and they began growing. And the leaves grew from the top down. It started off as sprigs and then full leaves. Then they started turning colors, and then they began falling off the trees, but they were falling off from the bottom up until they were totally bare. They were growing top down, and that's kind of our spiritual heritage, which basically comes from God. And the dying from the bottom up was part of the corruption, the spiritual death that comes from our wilderness, sin, pride. So it seemed to be there was like a double emphasis there. And and then this guy dressed like a lumberjack. He had a large bucket, a heavy hammer in his hand, was walking up this snowy incline towards the largest tree in the grove. I realized that that lumberjack was basically God. And the hammer's judgment 
there was, there was this big, large tree that stood out in, in, among all these trees, and that largest tree was, was America, was our nation. And so the lumberjack stops, he removes the syrup tap, and he hammers it in the tree, but he's standing up like on his tiptoes, and he's hammering it way high into the tree, which is unusual, not, not normal. So basically he was kind of judging those, the, the pride of those he was judging. He had to put the tap higher up because of how they were trying to lift themselves up. That the, They thought their ways were higher, they thought their thoughts were higher, and obviously their, their guilt was being displayed from a very high place. So he reaches us up, he attaches the spigot to it, and he hammers in the spigot, and then he takes this bucket and he attaches it on the hook, and then he just walks away, like, like a maple syrup tap from Vermont or, or, or New Hampshire. And the guy had an ancient-style white beard. His eyes were closed, though, as he walked. And even as he nailed the spigot in, his eyes were closed, almost like he didn't want to see what was coming. And he turned and walked away, and there was no movement in anything at the tree. So the tree kind of even, I, and I thought about this, was like Moses lifted up the serpent. Christ was, was lifted up both in the tree. If I be lifted up, I'll draw him into me. God also turns his back on things that he, that he can't look at, that don't please him, like sin. And judgment. Even when Jesus was on the cross, the sky got dark. But at first, out of this tap, there's this watery pulp. And then it looked like light-colored syrup, like Cairo syrup. And then it began to get darker, and then finally it turned into what appeared to be blood. And the bucket began to move, almost like fire was underneath it. But once again, this bucket's high up on the tree, and it's bubbling, and it's smoking. And then suddenly, out of this bucket, that syrup that had come out of the tree was now like blood, it was just blood, it was boiling, and it flowed over the bucket, and it laid on the ground. And as it was pouring out onto the ground, it spelled out the words, guilty as charged. And and the pulp part was kind of like the flesh that was being exposed, the wilderness, the, the ungodliness, the unchristlikeness. That light syrup uh, was almost like uh, the heartbrokenness. You know, remember when Jesus was, was poked with a spear, it says that blood and water Water mingled with blood flowed from his side, and of course he shed his blood for the price of our sin. But also that pulp and the syrup and the the, the broken stuff being exposed, it, it reminds me of abortion. You know, there's a plug that comes out first, then there's amniotic fluid, and then the blood of the innocent. And the tap was very very high on that tree, so it means the judgment's going to be seen by all the people around it. And and so that was the first part of the dream I had, and it connected to the second part because in that dream I had about the woman in the hospital. The intern standing by the bed was the same person that I saw in the lumberjack tree dream. So we had gone from this white ethereal figure, which was obvious to me, either Jesus or the Holy Spirit, to now it's become more personified. Um, and I had shared before I shared the other dream, I've been watching the movie by Jeremy Camp, uh, I Still Believe. And about his, you know, he married this woman and she had cancer and it comes back and, and she basically dies just very, very soon after he's married to her. And uh, my wife and I were watching that, that movie with my son and his girlfriend. You know, I saw that woman in the bed. She was very, very malnourished. She looked very, very weak. Uh, she was emaciated. A hospital worker's near a bed, and there's a woman in that bed, and she's, she's clearly emaciated, absolutely emaciated, thin. Uh, her skin is almost like it would tear. If you were to... Um, when someone gets very, very old in their 80s and 90s, what, we, we, what you see is that part of the skin that gets almost like paper thin. It's almost like paper-like. And, and you see where if, if, like if you were to grab an arm and try to move somebody, that what happens is the skin becomes almost threadbare. 
Uh, it tears. It like comes off. And that was the kind of appearance that she had. And that man standing beside her, and he puts the side rails on the bed down. This obviously, this woman is dying, uh, struggling to breathe, can barely open her eyes. But this man reaches down after he puts the side rails down, grabs her, and holds her to his chest in a very, very loving embrace. When I first had the dream in my mind, my thoughts were, this is this man's mother, and he's saying goodbye to her. He's showing her the love for you know for being his mother all these years, and and his eyes were misting over. There were tears in his eyes, and he gazed at her, and he was and, and, and she was trying to open her eyes, but she didn't even have the strength to do to open her eyes, barely able to whisper. But the man he held her real close, and he moved his lips. I thought he was praying for her, and then I realized he was breathing over her, and he was blowing breath over her face. He had her with his left hand holding her and right hand, like I said, he was holding her like, a, like, a, like you would a baby or, or a young child. And suddenly he squeezed her hand. He squeezed an open hand that her hand wasn't even able to grip his. But he grabbed her open hand and he, he squeezed it. And I could see the thumb press into the palm. And suddenly that hand began to darken. It was almost like blood began to, to flow more through her hand. And then her cheeks began to color up a bit. Her hair began to turn into a light brown. And she opened her eyes. And as he's holding her, she's filling out. It was almost like Ezekiel and the dry bones. The, the woman was coming back to life. The, the, the weight was coming back on. The strength was coming back. The color was coming back to her skin. And she'd, been, she'd been almost like an alabaster white, pale, deathly pale. Her hairs begin to grow out. She's she opens her eyes, and she's she's fluttering like she's been asleep for a long time. Like like when you first wake up, and your your eyes are trying to adjust. She asked him as she got better and stronger. She said, "Please set me down." And he said, "Soon." And the woman then said, I, "I'm well enough to walk. I'm well enough to walk. Please put me down." And the man said, "He knew better, and that she needed time to rest." And so once she opened her mouth, because you could tell she was excited, life things were coming back. She started to ask one more time. And he basically gave her that look, and he said, don't ask me again. And he laid her back gently into the bed, and he covered her up. He kind of like tucked her in. And he walked to the door, and he said for her to not try to walk too soon or she would limp. And then he said clearly, you need to be able to run, so stick to the instructions, or you'll be ineffective later on. And then he simply said, stay braced and occupy until I come. So when I heard those words, stay braced, that's when I made the connection between the man and the person that I saw in the tree uh, dream that I just shared. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that this is the church. I believe God's trying to breathe life back into her. He's trying to get us on our feet, uh, ready to go, because we're supposed to be a spotless bride. Uh, and in the hospital bed, she was spiritually sick. She was malnourished, and that, that to me meant that she was lacking the word of God, but it was a hospital worker, you know, a hospital worker. We know the Lord's our healer, so this hospital worker is right there, and he's trying to take care of her. He's also trying to give her instruction, you know, don't run, don't get up too fast, you need to heal. So he was basically trying to get the woman, the church, I believe the bride, to pace herself and, uh, and to, you know, really hold on to what God was trying to say and to get us. He wanted us to become, for so many years, we've been an anemic church, We've been powerless. We'd come to church, hear the word, go live our own way, go live our own life. And I think God's trying to, no, I know, God's trying to bring us back to life. God's trying to bring, bring, breathe hope and life into us. And as well, he wants us to get up and, and do the work, but we've got to make sure we're ready to do that. And that's what I think even tying in with the September Psalm Assembly. When we prayed in September, 
I'm thankful for the return. I'm thankful for what Franklin Graham did in September in Washington. I'm thankful for churches all over this nation that were praying. And I still hear from people that are praying. I've been doing a prayer focus every day on my Facebook page. And I continue to have you know over thousands and thousands of people that are praying with me every day just through the Psalms. There's a great hunger out there for people to pray. And I believe that what happened in September, God was... God was waking up the church. People were hearing the call. People were hearing the need to pray. And by doing that, they answered something. And all over the country, whether it was in Plano, Texas or Washington, D.C., people were praying, both individually and corporately as churches and pastors. Communities were praying. And I believe that in that sense, God was putting us into that place of getting ready. And so almost as he was saying, you know, you're not ready to run yet. But I also believe that September was the month and the moment when God was saying, get ready because the things that are coming, I need to strengthen you for this now. I need to strengthen you for this right at this moment. And I need you to be listening and watching and praying and anticipating because I fully believe that that moment was for the church to wake up, get ready, organize and energize for what was going to happen in the next several months up and through the election. Things are going to get things are going to get hard. Things are going to get tough. Things are going to get difficult. But the prayer focus that we had in September was basically a call to arms, a call to get ready, a call to a call to find the the direction that we needed to get back on track for. And I do believe that we that we saw major things change and shift in the heavenlies because of people praying. I think there are things that are not going to happen now because we prayed, and I think there are things that got strengthened. Because we prayed. Yes. And I think there are things that we are now ready for in the next few months that we were not ready for yes. because we prayed. Excellent. That's what I feel. That's what I sense. Excellent. That's what I well, know. Let me just say this, brother, as, as you, we've talked about this, I'm going to do everything, and I'm asking all of the other people out there to do everything we possibly can to see that these warnings do not come to pass. I think that's why God gave them to you, because he doesn't want these things to come to pass. Amen? Amen. Amen. And also just to get the church ready for the things that are coming, the things that are happening, the things that, I mean, we as Americans know there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the, in the, in the, in the land. There's a lot going on uh, in the church world. There's a lot happening in, in places that we've never, ever thought about. Not just the election. There are spiritual forces of darkness and wickedness at work right now in the heavenlies. We have confusion. We have greater things going on. If you've been watching the news, there's fires in Israel, Lebanon, and Syria right now. Fires. Fires like we're having in California, Washington, and Oregon. We see greater, you know, we've got a Supreme Court justice potential who is being grilled. I watched some of that this morning uh, with several of the senators, and I was just, the way they're treating, the way that our Congress and senators sometimes treat people in the public realm, or even in the private realm, it is almost ridiculous. And, of course, the issue of, abor- the issue of abortion came up fully. There, there's going to be some attacks on her faith, which is already beginning to happen. So even with the Supreme Court hearings, we are, we're seeing an attack on faith. The question about should someone who, belong, you know, she's been attacked for having children that she's adopted from Haiti. She's been attacked because she's a Catholic. She's been attacked because she will probably go against Roe v. Wade. Well, all these things are about her moral values. Even though most of the judges that go into that position will always say, hey, we're going to look at the, at the law, 
and be indiscriminate when it comes to that. And most, most, for the most part, most judges are. We're already seeing an attack on faith. We're already seeing an attack on her character, her values, things that shouldn't even need to be even need to be brought up. Um, so there's a whole lot happening. When you and I were at that September assembly in Plano, less than an hour before we started, the Supreme Court justice passed away, which the timing on that was, you know, a lot, a lot of people probably didn't even think a thing about it. But you and I both know the timing with the, the feasts, the mm-hmm. timing of her death at mm-hmm. that moment. There was just something very, very significant. Right about that moment and that timing, you know, in our country. Where we are with the things that are going on in America right now should should definitely get our attention. We're, we're living in some exciting times. I know some people are, are terribly afraid of all the things that are going on. I, I get excited. And, and what excites me is just simply the fact that we're seeing the Bible fulfilled in our lifetimes. We're seeing the, the plans of, you know, the, the plans of the enemy are reaching major, major league areas. And we're also seeing incredible spiritual warfare. We're seeing uh, opposition against the church. You know, right now in America, we're seeing more and more of the the COVID, and more and more of the potential lockdowns. And every governor is saying, you know, we're seeing more increases. And even even just yesterday in Kentucky, we had more cases. You know, but yet the flu killed more people last year than than COVID has. Let's go back to the tree dream. So the tree was bigger than all of the other trees in the area. So the tree represents America. I believe it does. Okay. And And because that's that's one one place is being judged. And then in that the leaves came from the top down, that meant that America was probably blessed from God down. In other words, we didn't get what we were because of our natural resources or something we are, but it was what God did. Correct. Right. Okay. I believe that because we have a heritage. Our heritage and our legacy is in America as a country. We have founding fathers who built this country on the principles of God's word, and that's our heritage. That's our legacy. Okay. And then, in that they started turning bad from the bottom up, means that the roots began getting corrupted. In other words, we started getting away from our roots. We started getting away from Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in that regards, corruption began to settle in. And once corruption starts, it takes, you know, if the root gets corrupted, everything else that you do eventually gets corrupted, too. Okay, then the lumberjack represents Jesus, and he came looking for basically maple syrup. In other words, he was looking for fruit from the tree, but he had to get it up away from the bottom because the bottom was corrupted. Yeah, and also the judgment that comes with that... The judgment that comes with that was also pretty clear in that he stood on his tippy toes, you know, to to uh, to do that. And so he was actually going above above the normal place that you would tap in to get the syrup. Um, and I, I talked to somebody. I went online and did some study on when they tap the trees. And typically you, you want to go lower down in the trunk, maybe about head height when you do it. And I asked someone that did that, I said, so why would somebody go up higher? And he says, you go up higher to get the better sap, but you also go up higher because sometimes if the roots are bad or it's an older tree, it's not going to give you um, that much volume on the sap lower in the tree. 
so you have to go up higher. I, so basically, it's kind of like you have to – the tree is kind of almost tapped out. That was a sign of it. Yes, I, I totally agree. All right, now, in that first kind of a watery pulp came out and then syrup, okay, so that's kind of good. But then it turned to fire, then to blood. Is that not saying that this is what we can look forward to, as in the future of America, we're going to see some fruit, but then we're going to see some fire that eventually will turn to blood? I believe that, and I also believe the blood part recommends was, was part of judgment, you know, because yeah. it said guilty as charged. When that, when that blood flowed out of the bucket that was kind of like boiling over. Okay, now um, let's go back and tie this together with the woman. Throughout the church, though, excuse me, throughout the Bible, the woman is always the church. And emaciated is saying that the church is nowhere strong enough to fight the war that she really needs to be ready for. But you're saying that Jesus began to hug the church, hug the woman, and give her strength. And that's basically what it's saying, right? They've got to, we've got to turn to Jesus to get our yeah. strength. That's what I have. The, the sense of is that as we can, you know, in, in the prophets, there was always that passage. If you return to me, if you return to me, I will take you back. I will restore. Uh, you look at the book of Judges, you see that constantly. You know, they would sin, they'd go into captivity, and they would cry out to God for help, and God would raise up a judge or a deliverer like right. Samson or Deborah or, or Gideon. And so there were, there were good things there. Um, so and they, we but need, it concluded with stay braced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, so, I, and, and as I recall, this, this if we go back to the tree, what was the dating of the tree? I, I remember it went to December. What was the first month of the tree? Where did January it, through December. But I don't think it was as much about the year 2020 as it was just the fact that it was about this full season of the tree. You know, we, 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 we look at things in seasons or years. Uh, so we think, you know, years January through December. So I think it was just saying that it, there's a season right now, that, a season of judgment that's coming to both to the church and to the nation. And but yet at the same time, God always says He'll bring us through these things. God always, you know, he, He's not going to let us just get through it. Um, a lot of people just want to want to escape hatch. They just want to get out of here, and that's not what the theology is about. You know, Jesus Amen. made it clear that we would go through some hard times. But if we trusted him, yeah, there would be persecution. There would be opposition. Too many people want to escape everything. They don't want to go through any pain, agony, frustration, difficulty. And it's more than just about a rapture-type mentality or this or that. My, my whole opinion now is I just want to be ready when it comes, whenever that may be. Amen. Uh, and you know, we're, we're, I know we're not arguing about this or that, right. but Amen. people need to be ready and understand that if we go through hard times, which will shape us and discipline us and bring things out on us that were not there before, um, the testing is what makes us better. The testing also reveals what we really know about our faith. And I believe we're about to see a greater, a greater, greater, greater uh, understanding of the uh, sheep and the goats than ever before, Amen. you know. The tree being America is saying that first that there is going to be some fruit coming forth, the syrup coming out, but then there'll be fire, then there'll blood, and then Jesus hugging the woman, and she starts to get strength and starts, and then it concludes with get ready, it's a call to arms. So to summarize those two together, what is it saying? God's going to bring judgment on the nation. And that God's going to raise the church up and breathe life back into the church to be there as a response to what's happening in yes. America yes. and in the church. All right, now, to conclude our broadcast today, 
How important is it for people to come specifically, I mean, attend the solemn October assembly that you're going to be at on Halloween here in a couple of weeks? The importance is in the fact that the body together will be meeting on three days before the November 3rd election. It will be the last weekend of October. It's also going to be notable because Halloween's always the devil's holiday, so to speak. It's all Hallow's Eve. And we always identify a lot of evil and awful things with that, with that, with that day. But while we're going to be there praying, fasting, and praying out loud, one of the things I, that, that made the biggest impact on my life at the assembly we did in Plano Sam was love. I love to see and hear those people get up to that microphone and pray, pray with intensity, pray with passion, pray with aggression, and pray for the for Trump, pray for the nation, pray for the country, pray for the church, pray for believers. It was inspiring, and I know I saw people just like you did that started off very very shy and very timid when they started praying. But boy, by the end of that that twenty four that forty hours, Amen. they were they were firebrands. You know, you would have thought it was William Tyndale at the stake when the way they were praying, and they prayed with passion. And I believe that being able to be there and rub shoulders with other people that are praying it encouraged me. It will, and you know, when we're two or three gathered together, there I am in the midst. And so, if there's a couple hundred people, we had over 400 people there in Plano plus those people online. But the ones that were there together, seeing them line up arm to arm and around that whole Amen. facility when we blew the shofars, Amen. that thrilled my heart it was me seeing the september psalm assembly dream come true and there was something about rubbing shoulders with those people and the intensity and the passion it sparked it sparked revival i think in those hearts and those people Amen. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of great things going on and Amen. so being there in person you feel it and yeah i realize there's some expense and some travel but anybody that's close or can come i encourage them to come because they will sense and feel that they will leave different They'll leave different because they, they're going to be in the presence of God and the presence of people who are praying, who are seeking God for his hand upon our nation and our country, and who are ready to do whatever it takes and, and give whatever it takes and do whatever it takes, what we need to do to make a difference in this country. I heard so many people say, this changed my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I hear I mean, I get those people said, I've never been to a meeting this powerful. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So go to watchmanstrumpet.com. <laughs> watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Get signed up today. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. Then you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid, 
and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's prophecyclub.com potassium iodate pills. Emergency food is almost sold out everywhere. However, because of our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have made an entire truckload available to Prophecy Club in a few weeks where others are totally out or waiting for months. They have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables. HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code S-T-A-N. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. Each single Prophecy Club DVD is a gift of $30. In that you know the Internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However... At WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal.